Yeah, um, keep your guys' eyes out on uh, the Nerd City channel. Got two projects coming out on there. I can't really give too many details, but it's going to be some juicy stuff. Give you, uh, you guys might have the first uh, ear on that. I don't know. He hasn't announced anything yet, so should be something really spicy there. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Pointless Podcast. I'm your host, Tharon. I'm here today with a special guest. If you want to introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Brandon a Cat. So, Brandon a Cat, I guess, is an artist. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to, like, give a brief description of kind of what you do on the sure. internet here. Yeah, um, I'm a 3D animator and a visual effects artist that mostly works within the commentary community on YouTube. Um, I do intros and outros and background animations. I also do some editing and used to do a lot of thumbnail work for the community. And, um, you know, that's pretty much what I do. I'm also an abstract designer and I have a... Uh, comedy hypnosis series on my youtube channel <laughs> yeah it's been a while since you did one of those though right yeah it's been about uh probably like half a year but the series did i made i think i made 20 of them and then i said i'll take a little break yeah that's fair enough so i think we we haven't done anything together i don't know ever other than a couple of thumbnails you helped me with back in the day. Yeah, I would been... say you were one of when I was first doing thumbnails uh, for the right opinion and stuff back back in 2016. Uh, yeah. You were one of the other people on my list that I was doing <coughs> thumbnails for in my free time. And uh, yeah, it was always nice working with you. You always had some some random stuff. I really enjoyed the videos you did with that other guy when you would like review stuff together. Oh, uh, yeah. Those were great. Yeah, I remember because I saw the right opinion thumbnails and I remember asking like for a couple of tips to help make a thumbnail mm. and I was like explaining it and you were just like, all right. And then a couple of minutes later, you just sent over the thumbnail and you were like, I just did it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, thumbnails have changed in the last few years when I was doing thumbnails back then I was doing thumbnails for a lot of people I've done thumbnails for the right opinion and Kavos and I'm Alex and um, uh, what's some of the others like oh, everybody in that scene yeah. I kind of did thumbnails for I remember doing uh, James Marriott and um, um, a couple of other people and uh, over the past few years the thumbnail game has changed people realize how important thumbnails were and how much time and uh, now they pay, you know, professional graphic designers, um, such as Staffo, to to do these things for them now. Which I, I give Staffo all the credit. He's an amazing designer. He knows how to uh, to really make those images pop. You know. Yeah. That's a very long list of people. Like I knew you worked with the the right opinion, but I I guess I never really looked at other people's descriptions to see who worked on some of their stuff. Yeah, um, you know, sometimes they don't always credit, too, to be honest. 
Um, um, I've done it, and I don't want to go into the list of people, but there's been a, quite a number of big commentary people that I've worked with that have, uh, you know, promised um, description links and never lived up to it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's okay. It is what it is. You move on, you know? Yeah, true. And since then, you've been doing just a lot of... You always tweet out, you know, different abstract videos and GIFs and stuff like that of just, like, 3D animation. Is that just, like, you just, as a hobby, just do a couple things and then upload some of them to Twitter and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I try to... Um, when I was... When I had more time, I tried to make something every day. That was going great. Now, I try to at least make something and learn something new uh, once a week. And um, I've been focusing more on the quality um, and the and the um, and the render uh, quality, you know, uh, more than yeah. the amount of things that I can make to make things look really more uh, professional. And, um, yeah, I, I try to make things that'll fit into a series too. That way, if I create enough pieces, then I can uh, kind of smush them together and edit them and make a video out of them for my YouTube channel. Yeah. So do you actually do 3d visual work or graphic design or any of that stuff as a, as a job separately, or is YouTube actually working out enough where you've got other people asking you to do stuff? where that is a job or do you do something like completely different? I kind of, um, I used to do that. So I started off, um, um, I had, uh, jobs working. I was doing uh, graphics for the local news when I was living in Long Beach, oh. California. That's when I, I got a, a, a job through my university doing that. And That's then a really from there, yeah. So it, it worked out well. I really loved it. Uh, it was a high-pressure job, though. And, oh, I can imagine. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, and then so I ended up getting an internship and a job through Nickelodeon for a short time. I worked on uh, the show Yo Gabba Gabba. It's really? It's like a, a kid's um, show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my cousins watch Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun show. Um, so I did some work there, and then, honestly, that was also through my... You, university yeah. and after that I kind of realized that that is really not the industry I wanted to work in actually I was succeeding but it's a very cutthroat business and you have to if you want to succeed in the editing and animation field in the you know film and TV business you've got to be a very competitive person because there's such a saturation of people and those people are willing to cutthroat to get to where they want to be and that's just not the kind of person that i've ever been yeah so uh i decided that that's not the route i wanted to take and i wanted to get a job more in like personal care so i actually work um for uh, human resources for a uh, corporate business oh I mean, and that... i do all this in in my free time yeah i I, I find it interesting when um, online personalities just do something completely different. Like, yeah, you I, it, find time for the hobby and the job somehow. Yeah. Oh, it's it's not easy sometimes. I, I, I recently got a promotion and it meant more hours and 
I'm trying not to let it like stifle my creative side because with the money I could buy better a computer which would cut down render time and I could do a lot more so it's like work hard work more to eventually have an outcome of producing a better product for my for my side hustle I guess you can call it <laughs> yeah so is that like a uh, end goal for the side hustle as you call it is there like you want to eventually have the time to do more of it or is it just going to be just something that you're just doing just for the fun of it and everything that's so hard to say um when i first started you don't know, yeah. um so i i mean yeah I've, i guess i'm not sure when i started bringing the cat it was for a class project um i had to upload a video to youtube for a class assignment and I made Brain the Cat just as uh, that. Um, and uh, I decided to keep making stuff. And then um, it was something that I made. Um, I had been in connection with, I don't know if you know Les Dachette. No, I don't. She's a like vlogger comedy YouTube channel that has ties with uh, Pyrocynical. And oh, um, okay. I had ended up doing something with her. And it was because of that video that we did um that i was started making connections within the commentary community and that's how i ended up falling into this community but i think i would like to have more time to do art but also i'd like to also i just moved to hawaii of just about a year ago and i'd like to kind of have some time to settle down here and actually make friends and build a life you know because yeah. as you know when you're online and you're working on the computer all the time you kind of disassociate yourself from everything that's around you in real life. And I'd like yeah. to find a balance before I, uh, you know what I mean, commit. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. So just kind of, uh, you just started it for fun and it just kept going opportunity after opportunity. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then I, um, yeah, enough people liked what I was doing and they kept um it's like a balance of liking what i'm doing and liking me as a person because you can be an amazing artist but be a complete douchebag and then yeah. nobody's going to want to work with you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah so i think i think i'm more honestly i feel like i'm more of a nice guy and less of a talented person that people want to work with me i'm grateful that they do but i feel like my 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 character outweighs my skill and i'm i'm okay with that <laughs> yeah i i can't really speak on it too much i don't really know too much about the 3d world to know the skill that you have you know it all looks like stuff that i can't do you know fair enough yeah um well do you know um faf nine uh, yeah, yeah. how do you say his name faf nine yeah um i i got to meet and hang out with him a bunch at vidcon and he's an extremely talented person uh, he knows the ins and outs of this kind of stuff um, a lot more than I do. He's a lot younger than I am. And um, and he's very much liked in the community as well. And that I think um, both of those things have helped him succeed. So I, I talk to him uh, now and then. And I've been able to ask him some questions. And he's one of the only other people that kind of does uh, what I do in this community. But luckily, most of the people that... Uh, I would consider um, somebody that I look up to artistically and that I've been able to reach out to and who have reached back to me 
they don't exist on Twitter. They don't exist in this community. They're mostly like Instagram, you know, uh, artists or like people that design VJ loops and stuff like that. Yeah. So before Hawaii, you said you were living in California or something? When I met you, I was living in California, yeah, in downtown LA. And then about 2017, close to 2018, I moved to North Dakota. And I lived there for a year. And then I moved out here to Hawaii. And that was because... um, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, No, go go ahead. ahead. Oh, that was just because um, at the time, I was actually working just on my art. So at the end of... Uh, at the start of 2017, I decided I would commit all of my time to art when my commissions really started to pick up. Um, and I did that for about a year. And that's why I moved to North Dakota because rent there was so cheap compared to LA that I knew I could survive. But doing that sent me into like a spiraling <laughs> depression because it was just snowed 24 7. I was always inside. I had no friends. I was just on the computer grinding. You know, making a lot of content at the time. That's when I was making all those hypnosis videos and stuff. Yeah. And, um, but it wasn't healthy for me mentally. So I moved out here to live with my sister. Yeah. So I was going to ask, what's the the difference been so far between, like, how is it in Hawaii as opposed to, well, I'm sure North Dakota was very different, but even like California. What, or Hawaii? have you lived in Hawaii before or something? No, um, I did live in Abu Dhabi for a short time, and oh uh, Hawaii kind of reminds me of yeah. Hawaii kind of reminds me of that in a sense that like it's um it's a totally different culture. It doesn't feel like it's a part of the U.S. You know, um, it's mostly yeah. I would say it's like eighty to ninety percent Asian people here on the island. Really, a lot of discrimination against white people as well, especially where I live uh, in Hilo. It's kind of more of a jungly area. I kind of live in like a jungle. Um, there's just kind of a lot of farms and stuff around, uh, like banana and papaya farms. And um, it's, uh, I live in kind of, I don't want to say ghetto neighborhood, but I live in kind of like a, you know, not the best neighborhood. Um, there's a lot of like drug issues and homeless people and stuff where I'm at. Mm. But the rent's cheap, which is why, you know, I live here. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I like it a lot. There's a lot of theft, which sucks. Um, my sister's had her motorcycle stolen. I recently had my bicycle stolen. We've had our house oh. broken into once when we first got here. Wow. Uh, now we've got like good security around the house, cameras and floodlights and all this stuff, so we can keep safer. But you can't shake that feeling when after someone's like you know broken into your garage and your house, you kind of always feel like a little bit uneased, you know. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but um, the people are nice other than those people <laughs> you know like i had my bike stolen from me and then i i was talking about it to friends and coworkers, and i was given another bike and tomorrow somebody's giving me uh, a scooter and it's like every, for all the bad people that are out there there's like a hundred other really good people and the hawaiian culture is kind of like you know always looking out for each other yeah that's good must be a big change too but it sounds like it's working out it is yeah being here with my sister is nice you know we get along well 
we grew up really close and then we didn't live with each other for a long time so now we got to move back in with each other and spend some time with each other before we're too old to live with each other anymore you know what i mean yeah we can't be like 50 living as roommates so (laughs) what how old are you by the way um i don't usually say okay yeah that's fine but i'm in my um early 30s yeah yeah so another question i wanted to ask is um i saw you recently in the outro for nerd city and you also did the outro for the right opinion or Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so how's how's working with those people I've been working with The Right Opinion, as you know, for like over three years. Yeah, so that's been that's been um, really wild, you know, seeing him grow and uh, watching the things change. I think I made I'd done the math once. I'd made like the first or some of the first 110 thumbnails on The Right Opinion's channel. And I've been making his outro since he started his channel, basically, except for his very first, which he only used in like six videos. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, one aspect. It's kind of hard to describe that versus everything else. But thanks to him, um, I was able to meet, you know, really owe a lot to him. And not just him, but I owe tons to him for helping introduce me to people like, I mean, I got to work with iDubs. I got to work with Nerd City. Really? Um, yeah. I didn't even know that you worked with iDubs. Yeah, um, I did uh, some work for him on the video about the lottery that he did. Oh, right. It's all like you have to um, kind of notice the work and then go like all the way through the descriptions and stuff to try and find it. Because I remember when I was watching the Nerd City video, I literally messaged you like, Hey, I wonder if you did the outro oh, yeah, of these videos. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I can just look at the description. I don't know why I never do that. Yeah. And he's an amazing guy, and he'll always um, give credit. Um, in yeah. fact, I um, that outro I designed, he, that he's been using, I think I've worked in the past, like, five Nerd City videos, whether it be just the outro or little bits of animation. I've done little bits of editing and animation on a bunch of the Thought Patrol videos. Um, anytime he does a little like music video segment, I'm usually doing something oh. in that, like the one that he did with Drew Gooden and the one that he did with, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. He's the knife song guy. I know him well, but I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Oh, oh uh, yeah, Rusty Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rusty Cage is a great guy. I hung out with him a bunch at VidCon. Uh, he's so, such a such a nice guy. And uh, yeah, I did the James Marriott outro that he used for like 20 or so videos. He just recently got did a whole new rebranding, so that's not mine on his yeah. last like two or three videos. But I was on there for a while and um, yeah, kind of just bounced around. I think working with Nerd City is awesome and working with all those people is amazing. Um, everybody's got their own kind of thing that they like to do and how detailed in a part of the project they want to be like Tro and me are on a good understanding and I think he's like that with most of his editors where he can just kind of he trusts them and he knows their work and knows my work so when he needs something from me he just goes here it is you know and then he trusts me enough to just do my thing and give it to him 
Yeah. Uh, Nerd City is kind of like that too. Now that we've worked with each other a bunch, he sends me what he needs. I do it. We communicate back and forth about some adjustments that he needs. Other people like iDubs or something are really detailed into the process and they want to see, you know, all the screenshots of what you're doing along the way and things like that. Yeah, I can imagine. It must be really awesome, like, because I remember uh, all the way, way, way back, February of 2017, I think, was when we did a couple thumbnails and stuff. And that was like before the right opinion had really gone off and I only really knew you from that. I don't know how much you were doing around then with other people, but I can't imagine going from like all of the stuff that we talked about back then and everything to like working with iDubs and Nerd City and stuff consistently, like it must be. Yeah, really it's kind of um it is. I don't. I don't really stop to think about it too much. Like when it happens, I get excited, you know. And I, I talk to these people a lot, so I'm kind of like, you know, they let me know what they're working on or if something comes up. It's really nice that they. I feel really appreciative that they come to me, but I try not to, you know, sit and glorify it too much. Often yeah. because I'm also so busy, you know. But um, I think um, and then meeting all of them in real life, uh, you know, has helped, like kind of make those things seem more real if that makes sense yeah like spending i mean i spent like the entire week sleeping um in the same house with uh with tro and that was um i think that really helped uh build build something between us because i mean it had been three years you know yeah and um i think it's great i feel honored to work with these people and i feel honored that they want to work with me but I just try to always remind myself that it's not just me. Like this is like a, a long going situation. Like Tro is responsible. And I bring up Les Dashet because like she was the first one to kind of help give me a shout out, which helped got, I think helped get Tro's, um, you know, I, uh, cause he was communicating with her and other people. And it's like, I, I owe so much to everybody and everybody's responsible. Everybody in the, and the community is responsible for helping the brand of bringing a cat kind of grow to where it is. Yeah, of course. Including you. Oh, I, I don't think that much, but I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the brand of bringing a cat, where did the, where did the brain in a cat name come from? Was that just like a random... <laughs> No, um, I was in a philosophy class and I was taking a film class in the same semester. Yeah. I was um, in the film, uh, both classes I um, had uh, with this girl that I was kind of dating at the time um, um, named Vanessa. And uh, I don't know if she wants me to say her name. or It, it doesn't matter. She doesn't listen to it. <laughs> this stuff anyway but but anyway yeah this girl Vanessa she was awesome um, she was helping me come up I was going through a lot of names before this is I was mostly focusing on music I was still doing my art but I, I always be go back and forth sometimes I'd make music and then I'd make more art and then I'd make more music because it's hard to like do both at the same time you know yeah. and um I um, was needed to come up with a YouTube name because I needed to make a channel for this project, which was a, uh, 
I made a YouTube poop music video, if you're familiar with those, the YTPMVs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I made one of those um, using, uh, it's the first channel, it's the first video on my channel, and it's still up. I think it's at like a thousand views or something now. Um, some clips from a TV show, and um, we were in philosophy, and we are trying to talk about names, because I hated all the names that I was using at the time, which were, I'm not going to go through, because they were really bad, and I kept changing my name, like every few weeks to something different, and like rebranding myself, and um we're talking about Descartes' theory of a brain in a vat in class. If you're familiar, mm -hmm. Descartes, a brain in a vat is the idea if um, a brain, a human brain, was in a vat outside of a body and it lived like that its entire life, would it still function and have human thoughts and ideas? And would it still be considered a human if it never had a body? So it's kind of like a topic of soul. Like, does it, does a body need a soul to be considered a human and blah, blah, all this kind of stuff. So we're joking around and saying, Oh, a brain in a cat. Like what if a cat, what if a brain was put into a cat, a human brain was put into a cat. Would it have human thoughts or would it start to have cat thoughts? Would it be a smarter cat? You know, we said it, we're just joking around with this. But I thought, oh my god, it's kind of a long name, but it's so funny and it's so stupid. And ever and you know, we're thinking about like the this the love for cats that people have online, and how you know, if we put cat in the name, how people would like it. You yeah. know, it's a really dumb idea, but you know, um, I often still hear to this day that Brain and Cat is a dumb name. If I don't, if I run into somebody who doesn't know me, and I'm like Brain and Cat, they're like, wow, that's why Brain and Cat. And then I tell them. <laughs> the story about Descartes and they're like, Oh, I guess that's kind of clever, but, um, yeah, I mean, most people, as you know, just call me brain now. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Even all of VidCon, I went by brain like in real life, which was very surreal, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, so did you ever work out, um, if you put a brain in a cat, well, clearly you're still a human. <laughs> I guess like, um, I did try to make a backstory once. Uh, do you know Warden? He was like the... Um, um, Warden was like the admin of the Right Opinion server for quite a long time. He's also oh, an right. editor and animator for the Right Opinion. He's a, he's a very talented guy, but I was talking with him once a few years ago about a backstory, and um, we, he was trying to like sketch up some ideas, and it's like a mad scientist, and... <laughs> Uh, you know, the government's going to take over his lair because he's doing like brain experiments. So as a last ditch effort to escape before the, before the government comes in, he puts his own brain into his cat. So that way they would ignore the cat and they would think that he's dead and he can go on doing his experiments. <laughs> so this isn't really me in this theory, yeah. obviously, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm just a man. I'm just a dude that just, had a weird name that I decided to use. I mean, I think it's a better than most people because I know a lot of these people come up with their names through like random name generators and like Xbox generator names and stuff. Yeah, I think it stands out like once you know brain in a cat, it's almost impossible to forget. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, there's some people who I've only like communicated with a very small handful of times and they remember me because of the very odd name i think which is helpful yeah and you've got the whole 
cat with the brain avatar and profile all set up and everything too yeah and again that's been super lucky i think um coming up with a uh a character like this it a lot of artists seem to want to draw it. I don't know if it's for me or if it's because it's an interesting thing to want to draw. But, um, I mean, I've received so many uh, drawings. I'm so grateful. Uh, when my mom came to visit me, she made this, like, mural for me. It goes across my door, and it's, mm. like, all the drawings that I've received, like, printed on these little cards. And I think there's, like, over 80 drawings. Yeah, you You'd think you're like a um, like a big YouTuber or something, but everyone's just like, oh, this this brain in a cat guy, like, I gotta draw a picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think um, being a part of the artist community and um, having respect for the artist community and getting respect back from all of these people is like such a blessing. Especially because I'm not an illustrator, I do not do what they do, and I have so much um, admiration for for what they can accomplish with just um, the pen. I used to actually paint and draw and I, I got something called ulnar nerve damage. Um, oh. I'm left-handed and it was in my left hand. Yeah, it de it deteriorated all of the muscles from my uh, elbow to my index uh, pointer at the tip of the bones. So like Jeez. all the muscle withered away and I wasn't able to use my hand for like a year, uh, about a year and a half. And I had to do all these like therapies and stuff to get the muscle back. So now I can use the hand again, but I had to relearn how to write and my drawing skills just like never came back really. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's all good because I do everything on the computer and I use the mouse in my right hand. So it doesn't really matter. Ah, uh, yeah. Worked out in the end a little bit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, w I would love to start drawing again. And I think now that my muscle is building back up, I think I want to get a drawing tablet and maybe start dabbling. Next year, I need to get a better computer first. And then maybe, who knows, maybe you'll start to see some Brain the Cat illustrations 2020. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> so, I guess, last question. Have you always been doing drawing and animation and stuff like that it was there a yeah. specific thing that got you into it i guess 30s it would yeah. have been early really early internet when you started probably yeah i mean not uh yeah i started doing um this is going to be cringe but i um i started no, doing edits of like uh you know like anime music videos yeah when i was in about uh, I don't want to say the exact... I don't want to say what grade I was in, but I was... This is in, like, 2002. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's that. not... That's not quite early days of the internet, but that's about as early as when I started, finally. I didn't get, like, a computer um, until... With the internet until about 2002, 2003, and that's when I started... Um, I went to an anime convention, and I saw those edits, and I was like, oh, my God, that's something that I want to learn how to do. And I got, I just started using Windows Movie Maker and I learned everything you can do with Windows Movie Maker. I dove like, I basically used every edit that's provided on that thing. <laughs> every different way the text yeah. can come in and all the different aspects. And I had a lot of fun doing that. And I, I made like 
so many of them and I had a YouTube channel and that channel obviously got deleted because it was copyrighted music and <laughs> copyrighted um, films, you know. So those don't last. Um, and then I think it was about, I have a YouTube channel up. Um, it's under the name DJ Times Table, if you're ever curious. DJ I, um, Times This is table. from like 2000, 2009, I think. Or maybe 2000. Yeah, I think 2009. And that's when I started getting into like really funky, more artistic editing, really inspired by like Tim and Eric kind of stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of greens. I started doing green screening work and I started doing stop motion. And that's when I started, um, you know, um, getting more deep into what I wanted to do, you know, as far as like college and all that stuff goes. Yeah. And um, kind of when the Nickelodeon thing started uh, peeking its head around as well. And, um, and the, so that was all great. And then that channel st is still up. I kind of just started like fucking around on there and like uh, doing like, you know, just weird things that I wanted to try to do. And um, and then I took a long break and I focused on music for years. Yeah. And um, I kind of uh, had some like trouble with my life at the time as well. So I wasn't really doing much art. I was also painting a bunch. Um, and I, ha I had a whole collection of paintings and then it was, yeah, I don't know when I, I started Brain Cat almost about four years ago now, I just like three and a half years, something like that. And that's when I started getting back into, um, I went back to college and started taking some more classes again. Yeah. That's interesting. So yeah, pretty much art, art all my life. And my mom's also an art history major. She's, she was a painter and yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting because uh, 2009 would probably have been when I started, but then I had it's pretty much a similar thing to your original channel where it was just copyrighted music and clips and stuff and it got taken down and I took a break and then came back as Theron probably, probably around the same time as well. Wow. Yeah, I think that maybe there was... Um, you know, YouTube kind of comes and goes in these flows too. Like, I yeah. think... 2010 to 2012, 13, even up to 14 was like not, there wasn't really much going on on YouTube. It wasn't until like the end of 2015 where all of a sudden like people started gaining interest in YouTube again, at least to me personally. The rise of like PewDiePie's second coming, oh, yeah. you know, like, um, um, you know, like the, the commentary channel blowing up, uh, you know, drama alert kind of fi finding its feet and like scarce and like all these things that were like, um, kind of starting anew, um, was great for YouTube, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like also, um, also GTA five yeah. <laughs> coming out. <laughs> I feel like I primarily after my channel got taken down for copyright and stuff that was pretty much my main reason for taking a break. Like I was just sick of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember I didn't even know mine was deleted until I looked, I came back and looked, I, I had made another channel too at one point using um, my real name where, um, I was <laughs> uploading shuffling videos. <laughs> oh. uh, I was learning how to shuffle <laughs> and I was like, I want to like chart my progress. Yeah at one point and um that vid that channel also got taken down because of copywritten <laughs> music was being used in like every single video you know youtube's really on it 
Yeah, I mean, and this was also, this was, like, back in, like, 2011, I think, when I was doing that. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of complaints now, but from my own personal experience, it used to be so bad. Like, even, like you said, like, anime clips and stuff, and I had, like, movie clips and stuff, you would just get your channel oh, yeah. like instantly deleted, and there was back no in, Back in 2009 and 2010, yeah, I remember... Um, there was a particular, um, I don't know if you've heard of like Eurobeat. It's used in the Initial D games, if you've ever played Initial oh, yeah, D. Yeah, or yeah. So that music um, has a crazy story with YouTube. And um, for a long time, uh, you could not find it on YouTube anywhere. It was instantly taken down. Um, they would not allow it. I mean, I would like try to upload clips of that music, and it would be taken down in like seconds hmm. from uploading it. And if you if you did it too many times, it would just take down your whole channel. And I was in communication with other people on YouTube at the time of a community of people who were all trying to figure out ways to get this music on YouTube because nobody could find it any other way. You know, we were like, kind of like adamant about making sure everybody can can hear this terrible music for whatever reason <laughs> yeah um but um yeah you were right like man that stuff i think it was owned by this like major japanese um company that like deals with all the importing and exporting of uh audio from japan and anything that was coming out of that uh label was just like instantly uh removed but now i mean you can find those songs all over the freaking uh, YouTube, you know, there's compilations and uh, all those memes of like, uh, you know, um, running in the 90s and all that stuff. All those songs were from that. And there was a time when you'd have never found any of that on YouTube. Yeah. It was a harsher time. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I think some companies, I think they knew that there was no way to make money at the time, really. So they were just like, yeah. remove, remove everything. <laughs> yeah. And YouTube was no help. I remember trying for like a couple months to get my channel back or even just some of the videos and it just because that uh, that would have been like early high school and the only thing at that point like when it was gone I was like alright I won't make YouTube again the only thing I wanted was like the videos or like I kept emailing them like can I just can you just send me like because I read through their like frequently asked questions or something that they keep videos for two weeks or something i was like just just send me the videos i worked on these i want i want a record of them or something because i was too stupid mm. to like save my own videos when i was a kid oh yeah so oh, i was I like did oh, the exact please same give thing. them to me yeah i was totally bummed out i was uploading them on youtube and then just deleting them off my computer thinking oh they'll be on youtube forever yeah <laughs> that's not the case always back up i've learned yeah so um i think i'll let you go you got stuff to do and projects to work on sure man um, yeah thank you so much for having me on here no problem do you want to plug anything you're working on or got coming up or yeah um keep your guys eyes out on uh the nerd city channel got two projects coming out on there i can't really give too many details but it's going to be some juicy stuff give you uh you guys might have the first uh, ear on that i don't know he hasn't announced anything yet so should be something really spicy there oh. and um got some music in the works with the right opinion coming out soon too really that'll be and, interesting um, yep 
And I think um, we're shooting for next year for VidCon London and VidCon Anaheim. So if you guys are around those areas, I, I'm trying my best to get out to both of those. It'll be my first time in London, so I'm pretty excited for that. I'm going to have to try to make it to the VidCons next year. Yeah, man. You're, are you closer to the U.S. or closer to the U.K.? Because um, you're in Australia, right? Yeah, I guess bo- both are similarly difficult. There's a VidCon Australia yeah. now, but it's still interstate, and I still never yeah. have enough savings for that, which is unfortunate. But hopefully... I think I'm not... I think Hawaii isn't that far. It's not nearly as far from Australia as the mainland. No, you're like uh, eight or nine hours away. Eight. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, not that far. Yeah, it's so weird to think about being out here on this island now. I know I'm not far from New Zealand or Japan and stuff either. People fly in and out from here to, to Japan all the time. Yeah. It's like the closest place that you can be besides like Asia, I guess. Yeah, well. Well, I guess, I guess Hawaii is considered Asia in some way. I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, hopefully 2020 I'll be at all the VidCons as well. Awesome. Awesome, man. Hell yeah. I'm excited to meet you. But yeah, thank you for having me on here. Love thank chatting you for coming with you. On. And uh, yeah, have a good night, man. Take care. Awesome. You too. And uh, you guys can check out Brain and the Cat's links in the description and all of that stuff. And uh, if you want to see him back or anything, leave comments, suggestions, likes, all that stuff. And I'll see you guys soon. I live inside my own world of make-believe. Kids screaming in the cradles, profanities I see the world through ice covered in ink